Welcome to the Culture Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Walker, along with my co-host and brother, Ernest Childs. We're here to talk about the same old stuff we chop it up about every other day. To be real, we talk about anything, but the aim of this podcast is to have an open discussion about everything. It'll be spiritually based, but in real talk, so you won't have to worry about us sugarcoating the topics. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast as much as we enjoy recording it. And if you don't, well, it's probably somebody somewhere who think you're all right. Enjoy the show. This is what it sound like when we roll and our house still open. All these people, all these drugs that could fit the ocean. They say they can't, they say they can't tell me what they smoking. Making waves, making waves, making real commotion. This is what it sound like when we roll and our house still open. All these people, all these got a lot of people stuck um, but yeah but it's been the best thing bro honestly jay the best thing ever bro like legit man we've uh just had that time to be isolated and just really talk man like countless hours get to know each other on a, on a deeper level you know because we already had a foundation of friendship as you know but we got to really just go deeper with it you know um and it really just helped our bond so it's, it's been good i wouldn't have it would have not been like this if it had not been for coronavirus we were not grown in the rate we've grown. We were not got as close as we are now if it wasn't for coronavirus. So, yeah, y'all see, that's that's a great segue. That is a yeah. perfect segue into the podcast. So, this is the Culture Bros, episode five, with your host Let's Jordan go. Walker, my brother Ernest Charles, co-host. Let's go. Kind of started premature, but hey, we we catching up to it, and uh, let's go. Uh, before we get to it, we'll just like uh, give a little input on the uh, topics that we're going to be talking about today. So how you were talking about distance, uh, like when it comes to relationships, how important is distance and just understanding yourself and understanding each other? And did you have a topic or are we just going to ad lib the second one? Oh, man, we can, we can ad lib the second one, I guess you could say. Um, but I think, I think what we're going to talk about today is going to have a lot of branches. So um, I think it'll, I'll probably, it'll probably just flow. It's gonna be a deep dive into it. Uh, yeah, yeah. You you were talking about how the distance between you and Denali is like the unexpected distance. Like you didn't really plan yeah. any of this to didn't, happen. Didn't, didn't didn't plan it to happen, man. I, I you know it all it all started, man. For me, uh, you know, Denali was the first woman that the Lord has ever told me to go to. Like I I didn't pray going into. Um, well, I, I did. Well, no, honestly, I didn't pray going into relationships before, but this is the first time where the Lord has told me to go there. Yeah. You know, uh, a lot of times we get into relationships or just talking to people, and we don't really go go into it. But, well, go to prayer uh, before we do it. We, you know, it's like we should. Uh, but it's the first time where God was like, "Yeah, I right, go to her," and this was like before I knew she was gonna be my wife or anything like that. So, you know, uh, this happened like early this year. And so when, um, when that happened, uh, she left. And like I said, we had plans to, to go. Me and my mom had plans to go to see her in Curacao. We were going to go to Curacao and then we were, she was going to fly back with me to the Netherlands. You know, that was the plan. Uh, of course, coronavirus happened. Flights got canceled. Plans got derailed. Uh, but that greatest inconvenience become the greatest blessing. Cause now we were able to 
really, we're not looking at it. We didn't know when we we're going to meet, come back together again. We didn't, we didn't know anything. So the only thing we had to focus on was each other. Mm-hmm. Like, that was it. And so it was like the, like the first time, you know, just being isolated in a place where you can really just get to know somebody and, and really just have deep, meaningful conversation. And it's like, it's not just the conversation and the information that's being shared, but it's the, the desire and the love between both of us. It's like, okay, we want to do, we want to take this information and, and love somebody with it. And I think that is, that is so key because sometimes you can, you can talk to people, you can tell people your whole life story, but if they have, if they have no compassion for you, they have no love for you, then anytime you have knowledge, you know, of somebody without love, mm-hmm. you, you're bound to get hurt. Because they're not going to know how to handle the sensitive information or the sensitivity of your heart, because they don't have they don't have a love for you. So, uh, you know, so that's that's kind of what happened between us. It's, it's been pretty amazing. Like God did this, man. Like I, I felt so much. You know, of course we we known each other for a year, but it's like I did not know it can go to another level, like of, of depth. You know, and it's, and it happened in two months, man. Like I've been in long distance relationships before. You know, uh, and all I could do was talk, but this one's different. But I think it really just comes down to like, if it's that person for you, if it's if you if you have that two people willing and uh, to love each other and really go the distance and really try to understand each other, it has to be from both ways. It has to be. You know, I had to learn how to trust her with information concerning me, and I didn't always have that kind of trust when it comes to uh, you know women. Where I could be, you know, Jordan, I, I've always had outlets, yeah. you know, like, so when it came to expressing myself, it was easy. But the thing was, before my outlets were always diverse, I went to this person for this thing. Or if I had went to this person for this thing, I went to this person for this thing. You know, I, I had my outlets, but they weren't all, they didn't all converge at the same, at the same place. And so, so now I had a friend, you know, who she's all of that. Yeah. You know, she, I can talk about my struggles. I can talk about my weaknesses, my shortcomings. I can talk about I can talk about other other women, you know. Like I remember being in relations before, I would not dare whisper another woman's name. Yeah, that's pretty hard. You know, and it's like you can't talk about a woman about to another woman. That that's hard to find. Legit, and, and and you know my negative experience with that messed me up going forward with women. Like I've had some really good women uh, I got to meet, and the young lady I talked to before, Denali. Man, solid girl, man. Uh, you know, Brianna, she's uh, she's solid, man. Uh, really enjoy talking with her. And because of my past and not fully being able to trust uh, to talk about other women in that kind of conversation, I really did not do well by her when Denali came into the picture and I was trying to transition from Brianna to Denali. And I, I did, you know, I didn't, I lied instead of being was being truthful, you know, because I didn't have I, I didn't really have that comfortability. Not because anything she did, but because of me and my own insecurities. Yeah. Most guys yeah. don't know how to handle like yeah. like and, that transition. It's like a weird crossover. Yeah, but the thing is, I should have dealt with her on the basis of our friendship, because she is really a solid friend. And so I had to apologize to Brianna for not being hundred percent honest and being truthful. And plus the the thing that I replaced with the truth actually hurt her. And so I really just had to come clean about, yo, calling, hey, Bri, I'm sorry. You know, this will happen. This was really going on. I didn't tell the whole whole story and stuff like that. And there's no excuse. And she always used to try to tell me, you know, like, you can speak, Trey. You can you can be your, you can say how you really feel. Okay. I just said Trey. So for those who don't know, uh, I do also go by Trey, too. Like, 
seven different <laughs> nicknames. Nah. <laughs> but but smoke trade shit. I'll be yeah. getting confused. Who the fuck? You know, your uh, your sister was like, "Thank you, Mr. EJ." When I said her, sent her happy birthday, I was like, "I was like, oh, this Ernest, my <laughs> like, 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 this ain't this ain't my dad," you know. So, but you know, I had to learn to be able to trust. So, I, the last two women I've been able to deal with were really solid, good women, really solid good women. And, and Brianna, she's she's amazing, and I can't say uh, enough good about her. She's been a better friend than me that I was actually to her, to be honest. And, but you know, it's like when you're mature though, and you can you deal with someone mature, you, you can uh, you can understand that they're there for you. They just want you to be happy. So you know, when I told her about Denali and everything, she was really happy for me and stuff like that. And I was like, dang, why didn't I just be upfront in the beginning? But you know, you being scared, being uncomfortable, you know, not knowing how what they're gonna think, not trying to hurt nobody because you care for them too. So it was just a, it was just an uh, interesting time. But to be able to rectify, you know, to reconcile that and really come clean and just apologize, and that's another thing, bro. Y'all, like, if you mess up, man, bro, y'all need to be quick to apologize, bro. Quick to apologize, bro. Take that step, swallow that pride, and be like, yo, I'm sorry, I messed up, and that, and give that person that respect. Love yeah. that person. Love that person enough to be truthful and let them know when you were wrong. But, um, but definitely, that was a that was a, that was a thing. So, but having denialy. And uh, being able to be so transparent with her, because I'm I'm always a dude. I'm 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 willing to learn about somebody. If I love you, I'm gonna study you. I'm gonna ask questions because I care, I concern. But I forget sometimes that 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 relationship is a two way street. I gotta be able to dis- disclose everything about me too. So she really created a good environment for me to be open and vulnerable and transparent and stuff like that. Was really. Uh, boosted my confidence in the relationship, you know. Only do I know on my end that I'm going to do all I can do to always move toward her in love, always communicate with her. But I know that she's always going to do everything on her end to communicate with me. And so, and that's and that's probably like the most attractive thing ever, bro, to be honest. Like, I get I get turned on when we communicate well. Like, like legit, it's like, it's like, dang, in those moments, you are so sexy. Like, the... Awesome than just like, really just being around really each other and just fucking around. Yeah, for sure, for sure, and so that's why I, I get I get to this point now, you know, where we're we're two months removed, well, almost three months. By the time I think by the time we see each other again, we've been probably been away three months, but these three months have been so impactful, and you know, some people say like you got to spend spend a lot of time with somebody to get to know them. Yeah, time is there, but it's all about what you do in that time, like how you use that time. What are you? What are you willing to disclose? And sometimes we stunt our growth in relationships because we are so scared to be truly vulnerable. And it is like, and then we have our own, everybody has their own process of, of getting to a point where they disclose more layers and stuff like that, you know? Um, but I don't, it's, 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 it's been a great time though. It's been a great time. Expect, that's all great. And just as you were saying that, like how communication was so important for yeah. me, I feel like, communicate and this is a little bit off the beaten path but communication to me if i had to pick you know either communication or good sex communication's gonna come first place every single oh, time yeah. because oh, yeah. like good sex or good relations like to be real at for me after the third time like you you got to do something else because ain't no more tricks happening like we know each other's bag already we know each other's tempos it's either you're gonna be good or you're gonna be bad at that point yeah. wherever you sit with it like without good communication like it ain't nothing new and yeah. i think that's where a couple of my relationships went bad it's just it was more sex based than communication yeah. based and yeah sometimes it, it's just catching yeah. the wrong girl that just don't yeah. 
she's not in the place to really communicate. Like, I don't need nothing deep. Just yeah, speaking it, to each other is important. Yeah, but I, I think good communication, it heightens sex. Like, like, I'm really, because I've never been so close to somebody on a mental level, uh, emotional level, spiritual level, and a heart level. Like, I've never been so close to somebody. And it's like, I'm now looking forward to our, our wedding night, looking forward to that sex that we're going to have. Because it's like, it's almost like I'm, I'm walking into it as a virgin, you know? Because I'm, I'm experiencing, I'm going to experience sex in the purest form. And it's like, because sex is, is, is communication. It's like, my dad always told me sex is used for three things. Procreation, recreation, and communication. And so, but a lot of times, people are not receiving that solid communication through actually talking and conversation, getting to know those deep stuff. And so they long for it, and they try to go about it the, the route of sex. Yeah. And it's like, it's like no, you, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. You're going to get a cheap version of sex if you're not actually truly committed and, 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 and being able to be, a, be transparent and vulnerable with somebody emotionally. Because being, being sexually involved is being vulnerably physically first, but it taps into the emotion. So, like, if you really want to uh, maximize your sexual experience, and, and truly reap the benefits of, 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 of a healthy sex life, you must have solid communication in the non-physical first, you know? Yeah. Gotcha. And just so all listeners know, these are just like our own personal viewpoints. Because like Ernest's stance is a hell of a lot heavier and stronger than my stance. Because I don't think I, well, I, I ain't going to say never, but I'm not at the point where I'm like, I'm just going to wait until marriage to like have sex with and most people like don't and there's yeah there's a lot of successful relationships where and it's becoming more natural like nowadays to have sex prior to marriage and a lot of people you know put in their little reasons of just you know well you don't want to wait till marriage and then find out they're bad and then you don't want to have to do this and wait to to be real a lot of us just do it just to do it like there's not there's not a stiff barrier in between it if you want to choose to do something like that it's just going to come down like if you want to do it in the first place and you making that decision, mm. like, yeah. but, like it, it sounds great to everybody to hear, like it's pleasing to the ear and nobody's point in any of these podcasts is like a wrong, it's all different perspectives of life, like from cut short wedding, you'll kind of understand a little bit more how he entered this bubble. Cause I've never yeah. been, most of us have never been through yeah. a situation yeah. like that. So most of us yeah. aren't going to have those type of factors like affecting our decisions, affecting our lives, yeah. but yeah. just putting yeah. in a little added yeah. input so people don't yeah, I, feel isolated because most people I, I, aren't going to yeah, go through something like that. Uh, nail on the head on that one. Like the reason I'm here with this mindset is because I went through my engagement period. Like, honestly, you guys, you know, when you get to the, to the, to the cliff of marriage and you get that close and and you have a mindset where you understand the gravity, the weight of marriage and you understand the purpose of marriage and what God thinks about it and and you get ready to step into it and you get saved like like legit God saved me from that jump like and once you're, like we're going to talk about my engagement story and you complicated it, like it, in a it, month yeah, the last yeah, month yeah. like <laughs> Like God really saved me, cause like, but 
because he saved me and he he allowed me to see the things I saw, the experience, the things I experienced, it really set me up for it to, to be able to enjoy this new relationship I have now the right way. God put you it's in like, a different path. Like, yeah, all of really our did. paths are different. Like, we're all going to be parallel to each other, but we're hopefully we're all heading in the same direction, the same end goal. But it's not mm-hmm. going to be the same obstacles. It's not going to be the same, you know, factors. It's not going to be the same turf. It's all going to be a little bit different for each one of us. And I don't blame Ernest for his standpoint at all of how he got here. Because mm-hmm. I know the details. Eventually, y'all mm-hmm. know. But yeah, the yeah having good communication, like just even articulating that in the first place, like mm-hmm. is good. Because I, I feel like there's oh more people that do think this way, but they just don't want to communicate it. And then they end up making more decisions based off of that. But um, yeah, for me, when it comes to communication and relationships, uh, the past like 10 ish days, maybe 10, 12 days, I've decided to distance myself from the women I've been talking to. Yeah, yeah. It's because, yeah. like, especially during the whole coronavirus thing, like, over in England, we're a lot more isolated than, like, different yeah. countries in Europe decided to isolate differently. Like, the Netherlands yeah. is different from the United mm-hmm. Kingdom, different yeah. from Spain, all that good stuff. So, in England, they just now opened up, like, like a day ago that we can go in parks and, like, interact with each other again. Like, that's yeah. the level of lockdown we was at. Like, McDonald's drive throughs ain't open. Mm. Most fast food joints are not, like, open in any way, shape, or form. So, yeah. outside of going to work, I'm typically at my house all the time. And the only contact I have, if I'm not at work, is just through phone calls. Like, that's it. And it's been this way since early, mid-March. So, this span of time is affecting a lot of different people. Like the isolation that we've had yeah. to feel, there's a lack of attention that you never knew you needed just simply from like going out and hanging out with friends or just going to a bar, going to the club, going to a hookah lounge, like just general social stuff that humans do got taken out the picture because everything's closed now. Like it ain't even like, hey, let's pull up and, you know, get some food real quick after we hit the gym. We ain't hitting the gym and we ain't getting no food. Like it's all done. So I started falling more back on reaching out for too much communication to try to like fill in that slot that was gone. And yeah. it's hard because most of the people that I typically talk to, I usually only talk to them maybe like two or three times a week if I'm not going out already. But since going out is gone, now I'm trying to up that side of just like calling them more. And they're not picking up the phone. So it's starting to wear on my brain of just like I'm not really talking to too many people. I'm not socializing. It's breaking down the relationships that I have with these three are of importance to me. Not saying that they're the only three. They're just the top priority that aren't that don't involve like my family and close friends. And for the first 10 days, I just completely ignored everything. Any calls, any texts. Now, 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 did you communicate that you were stepping back or you just went ghost? First, I just went ghost. And I didn't mm. like, and I could, and I didn't like that. And the idea in itself, I talked to like some of the close friends that I have, like, like you said, it's good having a female friend. You could just tell stuff. They said it, you know, they felt it was a good idea. People, you know, do need to take a step back sometimes. And after about 10 days, like I, I pretty much completely ghosted these people, these three girls. And yeah. they tried to reach out to me. They tried to call didn't pick up the phone, just left it how it was, didn't respond to nothing. I leave it on red. And then just last night, actually, so it's been closer to two weeks now that I haven't really reached out like that. I hit him up and I had just shot a text to him because I still don't want to break the talking dialogue. Like, 
communicating like through a phone that I feel is too much because now I'm starting to meditate. The reason why I wanted to isolate myself and meditate more is to find that balance within myself. Cause I was trying to find that balance from everywhere else, but myself and within me, God is with, is there like God confide, like I confide myself in God and God is within yeah, yeah. myself. So I'm pretty much looking everywhere else. So I decided to cut it, you know, meditate, figure out why you're uncomfortable, really dig into it. Like, like I'm, you know, putting myself in the oven, putting myself in a hot place. Like it ain't going to be comfortable, yeah. but I felt like I had to do it. I hit them up last, all three of them. I hit them up last night and I told them like, Hey, just so you know, I'm distancing myself from y'all really just ignore y'all because I started to lean on y'all too much for mm-hmm. my social and mental stability. And I don't yeah. think that that's fair. Like I, like I want to be a great leader one day and if I choose to ignore this battle, I don't see myself becoming that leader I want to become. So mm-hmm. I'm taking myself out of the equation. I was like, it's nothing y'all did do or you didn't do because it was my own expectations that were broken. And they they felt a way because for a lot of people, you want to be that crutch to lean on. And I, I, I understand that. But in this situation, I don't want a crutch. I want to feel every single last... I want to meditate on every last bit of this feeling from what's going on in my mind to my soul to my body. I want to know why I'm uncomfortable. And just communicating that released a little bit of the stress off of my shoulders because, like, on top of the just... On top of the... You know, my attention wasn't really being satisfied, like, socially. It weighed me down even more just ghosting them because that's just something i understood like that's not a character trait of mine like i don't ghost people i will feel a level of guilt there that's unjustified so i let them know i'm just gonna go ghost for a little bit i'm not gonna be gone forever but if you do need me let me know because i still like that's just my who i am like i don't want to leave them in a place because just because i want to isolate myself right doesn't mean that they're not going to go through something yeah yeah. they could go through something where they typically depend on me and me taking myself completely out the equation this is just like i will always be there for somebody even if it takes a little bit of me that's fine Mm -hmm. because i'd never want to put myself over anybody else that's where like my communication with like the relationships that i have where i just made a break in them over like two weeks it's just like evolved and moved in different places i'm comfortable where it's at right now and i think it's been a good meditation i i think i think you know you telling saying letting them know that hey this is where i'm at this is where i'm coming from this is what i want to do i think that's that's always good i think when you get into a relationship with anybody, you create a new entity, you know, and this new entity has to have, this new body has to, has to live. And it's only going to live off love. And that love is only going to be transferred through communication, you know, and, um, it's like, that's the, that's the battle, you know, the battle to keep the communication going. Cause there's so many things that wants to block communication or uh, we're tired that day. We're irritated that day. Or uh, somebody made us mad and, you know, it stops the flow of communication. And the thing is, you know, we, we think, oh, I need to take time to myself and stuff, which, yes, you need you may need to do, but you got to communicate that. Yeah. You know, because the problem is not when people take a step back or they do something, do something that's good for them. That's not the problem. The problem is they fail to communicate where they are and what's going on. And I think if we if we understand it that way and understand we have to constantly feed a relationship a relationship is just not going to take care of itself. The body, human body, 
it takes care of itself. You don't have to think to breathe. You don't have to think to swallow. You don't have to think to eat. Like the, the body's gonna take care of itself naturally. But this new body, this new relationship, it, it doesn't operate like that. You have to constantly feed it. It's almost like a child, you know, an infant. You have to feed an infant because the infant cannot feed itself. So if you neglect it, it's gonna die. It's gonna cry, it's gonna cry, it's gonna cry until it gets attention. And our relationships cry. You know, our relationships beg to be fed. And then we laugh, and it comes through lashing out. It comes through being irritable. It comes through shutting down. It comes through getting upset. You know, and it's like these are all these signs that something is off inside the relationship that needs to be addressed. It needs to be fed with communication. So I think I think that's really good. And uh, if people know that's where the fight is, a lot of relationships would be better if they know that's where that's what you're fighting against, not the person. You're fighting against everything that tries to come against communication and even with that like within it there's still like uh for my situation like now that i've had the time to like take a step back and like really distance myself from overall communicate i still talk to like family for whatever but mm-hmm. like communication from them i'm able to see a little bit more clearly why yeah. i was irritated in the first place like yes because before it was just like you know just that social need that i wanted to be you know fulfilled but it wasn't that mm-hmm. because I could still socially talk to anybody I want, you know, communicating even the bad news or even the things that irritate you is good, even though I had to take a step back to like really gather my words. Because if I would have just said what I impulsively felt, which a lot of us do, it would have came out wrong. It would have came out real, real sideways. And I I really want to like mitigate that down to like where it happens the least amount of times, if never. But like a couple of the things that like if, you know, some people could relate to this is one way communication sometimes i would call one girl and try to like express like man i'm kind of irritated about this they would hear it but the way they respond to it like it it, their response would have almost nothing to do with it or it would be such a short response to get to a different topic because some people don't like the uncomfortable topics don't like the uncomfortable situations but if somebody's actually like bothered by something like it's really wearing at them by you ignoring it overall you're just leaving them in that place and it devalues a lot of the stuff that they seen in you in the first place because how would you Mm -hmm. feel if you know something happened within your family and you try to talk to denial about it but it's something that made her uncomfortable so she just change the topic or listen to it like real like finicky like real input or the input that they give you is real so how do you feel about it well what about mm. it like like the court like their response doesn't solve anything or doesn't like lead anywhere else it's just like a blanketed term and that takes yeah. hits at a relationship because yeah. it's just like yeah. yo like i'm trapped in my own head and yeah. all you're doing is just like you're like you're not doing anything yeah, because, you know, as people, we want to be understood. So it's like, and that's the only thing I, I, I had to learn. It's like, no, I didn't say understood. They want to be understood, uh, but not more than understood, just heard. Mm-hmm. I think, I think because there, you know, I come from a, I've been learning this a lot lately about myself. I came from a really good family. Mm-hmm. Really, really good family. I'm talking about like, I, my, my family life, my childhood was solid. Yeah. Like, like, my point of reference when it comes to family is such a pure view of family. Yeah. And I and, and when I stepped outside of my family, I started to realize that every family is not like that. I, it almost threw me. I was like, what? You don't you don't you don't know what it means, how, how it feels to 
know that your dad's coming home every day. You don't know how it feels to know that your mom and dad are not gonna argue and fight. You don't have to. You don't know what it feels like to have peace in your house. I like. I didn't. Aiden. I didn't. I didn't know that. You know. So when I started interacting with other people, I I didn't have that. I didn't. I wasn't able to relate. You know, to the to the family struggle, and so when it comes to the denial and stuff, when we talk about family and everything like that, it's like I don't. I can't understand from a point of reference. Like I went through it, but what I do. It's like I can always listen. Yeah, and and I, and I think people want to make sure that people just want to be heard. And you're not gonna understand everything because sometimes people are gonna talk to you and they're trying to get through. They're trying to work through their own thoughts too. So it's like it's like they don't know what's going on, but they're just trying to talk through and go through it with you. So in those moments, and you know that, I guess you could just take away the expectations of trying to understand, but just listen and kind of like learn with them. You know, and that that really. That really does help. And there were several times me and Denali had moments where I didn't know everything that was going on and I began to just speak and she just listened. You know, because there's certain things that she can't really relate to that, you know, that I went through, you know. Um, so it's, 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 really, it's really nice to, to just have that communication and even just say, I don't, under, I don't understand where you're coming from as far as, as, far as personally, but I'm listening. You know, I think that is so key. Communicate that. Like, like people say, uh, me and the night we're talking, we're like, we're going to over-communicate. We're like, is that even a thing? No, it's not. We can over... We, if, we, if there's something over-communication, we're going to do it. Because, <laughs> like, communication makes everything better. I, I think I was listening to... Um, crazy Justin Bieber said this. Uh, he was like, you know, authenticity breeds security. And I, I think it's so important for not just men, but more important for women. If you're authentic with them and they know the they know the terrain and know what's going on, they are better suited to to help you. And I've and Denali has shown that time and time again. You know, she rather know what's going on, so she knows how to how to move and react instead of being in the dark where she has to feel like she has to assume or guess. And it's like women want security. That's something women love. They want financial security, but more importantly, they want emotional security. Uh and uh, spiritual security, you know? And if you could provide that right there and which is gonna come through authenticity, being uh, open and communicating, you're gonna have a great relationship. A woman, women are, are just, they are gifted with amazing abilities and talents. They are sensitive, they're caring, they're, they're aware. They're all these great things. And if you wanna maximize your, your relationship, maximize the, the potential of the woman you're with, you got to communicate with her. You know, it says the man who loves his wife loves himself. And one thing I realized is that is I remember, I know Denali, she always, I would tell Denali I love her and she always respond back, I love you more. And at first, you know, I would try to go back and forth, tell her I love you more, but it's like this. What I realized is the more love I give her, the more she's going to multiply back to me. Like, that's just what women do. You give them, you give them uh, groceries, they make you dinner. You give them a house, they make it a home. You give them a sentence, they give you a paragraph. Back. You give them a paragraph, they write you a whole book. You know, you give them a sperm, they give you back a baby. You give them headaches, they'll give you hell. Like, they just, multi- they just multiply everything, you know? And, it, it, and, it's like, and it's like, if you really give a woman that you're with a lot of love and you do it through communication, you, it's like you loving yourself. Like, you're doing yourself a favor if you do that. You know, if you love her adequately, because she'll be she'll be able to help you. That's 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 part of women are just good with that. You know, they they 
they when when Holy Spirit right his job is to serve man. That that's that's Holy Spirit job. He's he comes alongside. He's a helper. He he's a comforter. He's a guide. He's a, a, a person of wisdom. He's gentle, sensitive, understanding, long suffering, patience. All these amazing qualities of God that we love. Yeah, you know, are wrapped up in women and like. And, and you see it when a woman truly understands the honor and the role of being uh, a helper and somebody who comes alongside to help multiply, they really get to maximize and walk inside the purpose they were created, you know? And it's like, you know, understanding that and being with a woman who understands that, understands like just her role, you know, and, and the amazing ability she has to operate in that role it, it is just amazing. And it's going to look different for every relationship, by the way. It's not like I'm saying that women just got to be, you got to understand, we got to redefine what, help people redefine what it means to be a servant. And not look at a servant as being a negative term. You know, if you're really a good servant, like if you want to be great, if you want to be, have a great name, if you want to be known, if you want to leave an imprint, you got to be a servant. Jesus said that. He's like, yeah, you want to be great. That's good. But I'm going to tell you to go about the right way. If you want to be the greatest be a servant. And that's why Jesus is regarded as the greatest man ever lived. That's why God has blessed him with great, greater honor because he became a servant and served. You know? And it's like there's no greater privilege than to serve the person that you love. And one way you can serve somebody you with is to communicate. Give them that respect and honor to communicate and let them know where you are so they can be, a, be in a better position to love you adequately and accurately with precision. You know, and I think that is that is like the greatest greatest thing you can do. That was, that was a long that was a long rant, <laughs> but I think I think somebody need to hit that though. Yeah, for sure. Like for the people that are in like healthy or in deep enough relationships, that you have to think about like what could be the breakdown mm-hmm. of like what we have going on. A lot of the times, it comes down to communication. Mm-hmm. On the other side of that, it's gonna come down to like y'all emotional stability or just like general backgrounds like there's it's a lot of factors that go into like why you make decisions because i'm personally for me i'm a pretty clear and concise guy when it comes to like what i want and what makes me uncomfortable like there's not that many things that make me uncomfortable that somebody else could do but there's things that will just like tell me certain signals like i probably don't want to stick around with this girl or i probably like i like for instance, one girl, one of the three girls that I distanced myself from, I could never see us being together. As sad as that sounds, like, I could never, and it could change in the future because people do change. Like, we're young. We're still in our 20s. But currently, yeah. mm-hmm. and she told mm-hmm. me that she's seen us being together because I helped her through a real dark space in her life. I did it just because I felt like, like, I liked her and I felt like she needed somebody. That role in her life wasn't being filled. And at the time, like, I had the time to do it. I had the time to give her my attention and all that other stuff. But the part that fell through was after, like, the turmoil was done, when it came down, and when it when the dust settled and it came down to, like, who she was. Like, our conversations were pretty basic. Like, our communication was real, was real simple. And I'm honestly more, I'm more of an optimist slash cynic when it comes to, like, relationships. And the cynical side isn't, I don't think things, I don't think things will happen. I'm just extremely careful with everything because, for instance, like my background, my parents divorced when I was eight. There's no closer love that two people could share than a child, which both of my parents loved me, my brother and sister, as hard as they could, as much as they could, gave us everything that we possibly could have asked for. And then so, but when it came down to them individually, 
they were not compatible mm-hmm. with each other. There was something along the line where of their relationship where communication either went bad and went wrong. Like I'm pretty sure like most of the time that they tried to stay together for the sake of us. But even that's not strong enough to keep people together because over time, it's just it's just eating away at them. And once they separated and went their own ways, they were still great parents. That never stopped. Yeah. So yeah. from seeing that at such a young age, I'm extremely careful to ever. Personally, I don't tell people I love them very easy. I don't remember the last time I told somebody that I haven't known for a really long time. I love them mm-hmm. on that mm-hmm. side of love of like just meeting a woman and telling her like, hey, girl, I really I really do have feelings of love for you like i really do love you five to six years i can't remember the last time i told a woman and it's just because i'm so careful with it because Mm -hmm. to me that love is literal gold like if i'm gonna give you that then there's a side of me that i do block off from not everybody but it's a side of me that i don't show very often because it's something that's privilege to those that i give it to it's an extremely rare commodity i've dated and talk to girls. I've known one one of three girls that I dissed myself from. I've known her for like may, close to 10 years at this point. I have never said it to her. Simply because mm. like we've never been around each other long enough for me to even get that feeling. I've told her, I was like, even if I'm around you, I was like, I'm, I want to, you know, give a child a relationship and see how it goes because we know each other very well. But when we're around each other, I know the situation changes. Like it, like distance makes a huge difference like in the beginning stages of a lot of people's relationships because for me i can't just dive into it and all the relationships i have now are long distance like i can only ever see the girls like maybe once or twice a year at best so when the communication breaks down like for one girl the flaw that i had seen and i hope if she hears it she doesn't take flaws like a huge negative because i have flaws i know i'm shelled off i know that I'm cynical when it comes to like sharing that love. I know that I'm too careful with everything that I do. Mm-hmm. I understand all this about myself, and a lot of times it gets in the way. That's that's not a bad. That's not necessarily a bad thing, though. You know, it's like it's 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 one thing. It's like long as you're being okay. I I read this the other day. It was like the difference between uh, being cautious and being uh, walking in fear. Yeah, I don't walk in. You fear. know. Like, like, yeah, you know, but, you know, fear is based off assumptions of the unknown. Yeah. Or just assumptions. But caution is based off of actual knowledge and facts and stuff like that. You know, it's like... You're, yeah, far from fear. Yeah, yeah, it's like if I go down to a bad neighborhood... Like, no, let's, let's go, let's check this out. Like, we military, right? If we if we get in there going on a convoy... And they're like, they give us a convoy brief. And it's like, damn, I'm talking about convoy briefs. Wow. Oh, my God. This is so long ago. All right. We get, we get a convoy brief. And they're like, all right, this is our route. But, hey, when we get to this area, sometimes it's a choke point. We, we watchful for this. So it's like, I'm not fear. I'm not fearful. I'm just cautious because I know, I know the facts of where I'm going to. It's like, and I think, I think that is so key with you know, self-awareness. You just said, talking about, you know, you're aware so you're being cautious based off of information you know. But you have some people where they have not gotten to, got to a point where they, they got to know themselves. So they're not, they don't even know. They can't be cautious, but it's more fear because they, they don't even know what's going on. They just fear the unknown, you know. And so I think, I think that's, that's, that's good that you have that and people can know the difference between, okay, am I being cautious or I'm really just walking in fear, you know. So uh, Yeah, and I'm luckily. 
I've never really been that type of person to fear the decisions that I make. Like I've grown past that point. If it does happen, it happens, you know, seldomly enough that I can't remember. But mm -hmm. the three flaws that I do see in the women that I distanced, because there's a lot of, I could talk for days about the stuff that I love about them. But the things that push me away, and this just might be, you know, one of my things of just being too picky and just like, and I'm, probably should just like loosen up, but it's all long distance. So of course, like with community, it's all communication issues. And if that's all you have, that's a pretty thin board that you're walking on. But one of them, she can't, she doesn't get too deep into like intelligent topics, such as like politics, uh, yeah. social events, like different, different things that where your opinion does matter. Even if it's like a differing opinion it does matter mm, she doesn't yeah. really get too deep into that like she'll rather talk about like superficial stuff for instance like mm -hmm. yeah you know drinking going to the club oh how did you know this that the other yeah. like more on that side another one she's yeah. distanced herself from conflict so she had told me one time i was talking to her that she had a dream about something that about i think one of her troops had um interrupted her and another one of her troops talking and she tried to ask like you know can you this way for another time and they pretty much just barged all over her it was like uh no i'm gonna do this now just kind of which as a supervisor you don't let that happen that is not something in action that you should ever tolerate but how you handle it is really where like the important stuff comes out and i had asked her i was like so how do you, how would you handle a situation like that if it did happen because it's very possible and she said she would just have to remove herself from the situation and address it later. And I was like, okay, that's, that's, that's a way to do it. I gave her my side of it of just, if that would happen to me, I would have told the person, okay, if this is that important to where I ask you respectfully to wait and you know, you just continue either articulate that to me, or if you continue to do it and it's unjust, I'll let you have this. But you're also going to sign a LOC later like that. That's where this is going to go. Like this is not about to be the norm where and I'm not about to walk away from the situation. I'll sit and let them have whatever conversation or if they want to get up and move somewhere else, I'll let them do that, too. But mostly because of a from a place of authority, I feel it's important to not pull away from certain things because some people may try to take advantage of that. And it's also, I'm kind of like an alpha male when it comes to stuff like that. I'm not the type to back down easily. Unless it's a yeah, situation yeah. where like people are having a full-blown meltdown and my presence is causing it. You know, situational awareness. And the third girl, uh, honestly, she's probably the most promising. Like, she's as independent of a woman as I would want her to be. Because I don't like the idea of a woman, a woman's presence becoming the real pivot point of my life like if it goes away it's just gonna hit a 180 and it's just gonna be like top service it's gonna be hard to deal with it a good woman in my life to be a great additive of instead of me being able to afford what i have now now we could afford two times or sometimes three times because sometimes her value is going to be more than yours and i'm fine with that if her value is more than hey go get go get your bag go get your thing do your thing and honestly her bag is bigger than mine like she's either working on her master's or has her master's i can't remember she's the same age as me uh very independent always had her own job her own place it's just she's more on the emotional side like communicating and relationships like 
she's always dreamt of like you know the disney type of like fairy tale stuff and i think it's kind of cute i laugh at it just because like cynical whatever but i'm moving out of that mindset of just like a lot of people do want stuff like that like they do want a happy ending at the end of it meanwhile my cynical mind is just like well nothing's technically a happy i have to tell myself to shut the fuck up sometimes because i'm like man you are a dickhead like i understand that but they all have their own little communication flaws and in a long distance relationship that like when communication breaks down that's all y'all got everything else is non-tangible i can't touch it i can't do anything with it yeah so this is the only thing that has all the value in it it has to be healthy and where i was taking it was i was taking that non-tangible and just wanting it all the time whether they could feel it or whenever i did talk to them it would just end up like not being a good conversation it just devalued it i had to step away before that value became zero and I told him, I was like, I have to ignore you to give you to give you the value that I have in you. That's just what I have to do right now. And I'm still trying to figure out if like the biggest thing that I kind of that's kind of in the unknown for me is if I figure out a way to better my life without him, what would be the point of me coming back? That's the and it, I haven't hit that point yet. I'm still like good at like my level is still at the same level. But if I get to that point, that's the one thing. And I think me fearing that in the first place or just like being concerned about it is a sign for what I assume it is. Mm. It does come down to that. It's just like, like, that's going to be a real weird conversation I'm going to have to have. But I'm like, hey, mm. I know I told you I was only going to ghost you for like a couple of weeks. I don't really know why I'm talking to you in the first place, which might be a good or bad thing. I don't know yet. You know, you got to have you, you got to have somebody who in the realm of uh, just in general, man, I think. um I was reading, I'm reading this book, and uh, one point the guy made was like, you know, hire slow, fire fast. You know, um, and it's like this is not just a business rule, but also a rule for life too. You know, be slow to hire people to take up certain positions in your life. You know, make sure you do your do your research, do your interviewing process of uh, making sure that there's somebody who can come alongside and add to what you got going on. My granddad told me this. He, you know, he was like. But I don't care how good she look. I don't care what she look like, whatever like that. If she ain't got nothing up here, up in her head, if she ain't got no good head on her shoulders, she's not, if she doesn't have anything she can add to or put in, don't mess with her. You know, and and, and, it's, and the thing is, like, everybody has, is tailored for a particular assignment. So it's like, I like I've met some amazing women. Amazing women. But the Nile, she is, she is made especially for me. You know, could I've worked with other women? Sure, I can. You know, I, I, you know, like I said, you use communication skills. You can make it work, like legit. But it's like you got to find that that the best option. You know, and I, I think I think that's that's what people are looking for. And like I said, I can't tell you, I can't tell you or stress enough that I found the best option only because God showed me that. Because like I said, if it wasn't for that, I probably would have been with somebody else, and still probably would have been, been good. You know, but it would have been the most best optimal option. Now I have somebody who shares the same vision as me. We have the same passion. We have the same goal. And she understands what I want out of life. She understands the goal I have. And guess what? She she sees her purpose tied into helping me, you know, bring out the purpose God has put in me. So it's like she gets fulfilled by helping me reach the point where God wants me to be at. And it's like, 
when you have that, it's like, yo, you're constantly feeding each other in purpose. And it's like, I got to make sure that I give her all the tools needed to be able to help me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, that doesn't mean she doesn't have her own goals and stuff like that. No, I, I, she has the things she wants to do. And I'm going to always support her in that. I'm going to try to make sure that she is able to do what she needs to do. But at the same time, she gets so much joy and fulfillment out of being able to help me and my purpose. And, I, and I'm out. my purpose is really this, to love God and love people. So if it, anyway, in, in any way of our life where we can love God and love people, she's on board. So if that means we open in our house to people for gatherings and, and barbecues and, and game nights, we're going to do it. If that means, you know, we, we, we take couples out or we take people out for dinner who we, we see really just been alone or, or lonely or really didn't need help, we're going to do that. Relation to your parents' relationship, to be real. You, you know what? That's what it is. Legit. Everything you're saying Legit. is an emulation of everything your parents do. Legit. They built a fire yeah, pit wow. just for people to come over. They did. <laughs> I'll go for everybody in the neighborhood to come yeah. through. We play backyard ball. We play backyard football. Y'all, y'all, your parents set up trips. Yeah. Your parents' oh doors God, were yeah. open wow, for yeah. everything. Wow. And if they didn't want anybody in the house, they, they would tell us, like, hey, y'all go outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were real on the same page about a lot. Like, it mm-hmm. was never split decisions. for the, Like, no. I never remember a split or like after a while, like your dad completely refurbished the basement to be like, y'all oh could gosh, yeah. the hell y'all yeah. want in the basement. Down here. Yeah. But yeah, everything you everything you name it is a is a one hundred percent like yeah. what your parents and do. Legit. And uh, you know, she Denali really has that same type demeanor my mom has. You know, my mom, she's with uh, my dad. You know, my dad's very, he's very out there, very, I, I would say extra, but he's a people person, you know, he's, he interacts with a lot of people. And, you know, it takes a real strong and secure woman to have to be with a man like that. And it's like, my dad is free to be, to walk in the purpose he's supposed to be in and be the person he's supposed to be because my mom is is good, you know? And it's like I have that same thing with the nightly. And like she understands the purpose. She understands the drive. She understands the love I have for people. And like we partner in that. And it's like we we don't carry, we don't put the way of purpose on each other. It's like my purpose or or my fulfillment is not resting on the nightly. And her fulfillment in life is not resting on me. Like we both serve God. You know, and it's like the, since we get our affirmation our fulfillment from God first, we're able to really enjoy the the delicacies and and the beauty of a, of a romantic relationship. It's like, like I get to enjoy the euphoria, the emotions of that fairy tale relationship, because the feelings are produced out of a solid foundation. It's like some people ride the wave of euphoria based on a, based on potential, based on wishful thinking, based on I hope it's like this. And the minute the feelings go away, because feelings are going to go up and down. Yeah. And then they go down, they got nothing to stand on. They crash and burn. Well, with me and Nightly, when their emotions are high, we ride the heck out of them. Yeah. Ride them till ride them till they till they fall. But once they fall, we fall on a solid foundation of love and commitment, where we know that we ain't going nowhere. And I think that's that's the most beautiful thing. If you have if you have a relationship, a love filled relationship, petty problems don't seem that big. But if you have uh, if you have a penny pinching type of love life 
where love is not flowing, little things get on your nerves. Little things can become the biggest problems because there's no love. Yeah, the saying goes, you know, when you marry somebody, you ain't marrying them for all the things you like. Marrying them for their yep. bullshit that you can put up with for yep. the rest of your life. <laughs> That's what you're marrying. You ain't marrying them. It's a lot of people who are great. There's a lot of great people in yeah. the world. But what bullshit does this person have? Like, what bullshit could evolve? Like, relationships are damn near like Pokemon. Because, like, if they bullshit <laughs> today is pissing you off so bad you don't even want to be with them, bruh five years five years people change like if a person don't even want to change what they currently are doing that pisses you off imagine five years from now like could you put up like not only are you going to put up with that for another five years are you going to put up with the ball form this ain't pikachu bro it's raichu are you going to put up with raichu ass fucking with you that's true that's true and it's so true man like i talked to my parents recently and they're always talking about how they are they are always adapting and changing because they're going into a new season in their marriage where they're getting close to be empty nesters, you know? And I, I think some, a lot of couples sometimes do not always adapt well to the new changes. You know, you have a moment where, you know, you're first in love, first married, but then stuff changes when kids come around. Maybe you guys didn't really talk about how daily life is going to be with kids. You didn't, you didn't really talk about, so now, you know, because of the kids, your relationship is now suffering. Yeah. And then next, you know, next, you know, Everything been wrapped so wrapped up with the kids, but then when the kids get older and they start moving around, doing a lot more, and now it's just you two. Now you guys have to learn. If you guys haven't done done, done your due diligence, you guys have to relearn each other all over again. It's like it's like dang, now our distraction is gone. Yeah, you know things that we were busy with, kids and soccer practice and plays and all this stuff that got all the tensions away. Now it's just us, and now people don't know how to cope. They like, uh, yeah, I don't know you. Like, <laughs> you've grown so much during the time, and I wasn't. We didn't talk about who it. And now I have to, like, who's this person? <laughs> and and I, and I think that's what happens, you know. And some of my, my parents is like, we are. Let's say we're always fighting, to not fighting each other, but fighting for the relationship, fighting to keep the communication, fighting to overcome the the change of environment. Because like, once my sister leaves, it's just gonna be them two again. Yeah. They they really had twenty. <laughs> Get out! They been. <laughs> they been, they been waiting. <laughs> they waiting. I'm telling you, it, but it's 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 crazy. Like relationship, the terrain of the relationship, the environment in which this new body is operating is, is always adapting. And if you do not feed it well with communication, you're gonna have outdated software. You're really gonna have outdated software. You're gonna try to take the old version, the up, the unupdated. I like this topic right here. The up, uh, you gonna have this outdated model of your relationship, trying to take it into a new a new area. And guess what? Love on a Windows twenty computer I, looking I'm dumb as hell. You. What <laughs> would this shit work? Man, if you don't Hello. upgrade that, <laughs> still got dial up relationship. Yeah, the upgrade free, bro. Just download it. The fuck you doing? <laughs> Some people just need to up, like, it ain't even like you got to pay for it. It's like, bro, this change. But, but what, 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 what happens when you update a phone? It shuts down. You got to shut down. You got to turn that shit off for a second. You got to shut, shut down. And sometimes people have been running so much, doing so much, they haven't took the time to just shut down and, and really focus on this update, focus on updating their relationship. And I think that's, that's what happened in coronavirus. Like, a lot of people... They the things that their programs that were running in the background got shut down, and now they had to now they had to sit there and like, oh wow, who's this person in my house? Like, I, who are these kids in my house? I think that's like, what happened with like 
me in this situation is I just had to hit it. Like I ain't had a software updating for so long. And I actually just had a breakthrough thought that I had. Like, I just want to pitch it out there. Cause I do think, I do think I found like what my fear is and why I took a step back. So, and I think it's happened to all my relationships because for so long, I've been independent. Like I've every bit of growth that I've had and I've accomplished a lot of things has just been the same group for the whole time has been me, my family, and my close friends. But introducing somebody or like a woman that I want to have a relationship with, you give them a certain amount of power of reliance. Like you give them mm-hmm. like think what my fear is is I fear that feeling of losing that independence. And I think to find the right woman she has to know a hundred percent how passionate i am with a like not only just like accomplishing you know the goals that i set up for myself but just always having a mindset of growing if like if if there's time to for me if there's time to improve on something like i've been learning i noticed something like you you talked about one of the girls you talked to he was like she doesn't really dive into the deeper conversations and i think you know that i think that's that hit on something where you just said far as okay i'm always trying to grow and develop and be better and I think the person that you're going to be with is going to be somebody who, who shares that same mindset of like, okay, like, I want, I, I want to get better individually, but at the same time, it's like us doing that, I want us to be better, grow better uh, together as well. I think, I think that's one thing that I had to learn. It's like, well, if you ask Denai, one of the best qualities she likes of me, it's like, I'm always willing to learn. And it's like, she's always willing us to learn. So we're always adapting. Like, you, we're not going to be the same people you saw a week ago. Yeah, there's gonna be something. There's gonna be something new that we encountered, that we talked about, that we read, that we investigated, that we like. We learned some new information, and I think that's like that's just you. You you are somebody who wants to grow. You always want to. You, you're always constantly thinking, constantly always updating, trying to do something new. And I like if you have somebody like that, you're gonna be fine. And then life is gonna be rich. Life's gonna be rich because it's always gonna be something new to learn. I think some that's what... like people are just boring. If you want to be interesting, you got to pick up more interest. And, and some people are fine. Some people are fine uh, not stretching like that. And it's fine. You, you find somebody that you want to be like, y'all Y'all have the same routine every day. That just sounds tiring. Some people, <laughs> some, people operate, some people operate. Some people love the familiarity. Some people love and there's the, certain things that, the that that does like that does play importance in like relationships in different aspects. But like it what you saying is like pretty much hitting the nail on the head of where my mind is like taking this. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I've always been in a growth mindset. Like it isn't even that I'm willing to grow. I'm always wanting to grow. Like I want to keep like going to the gym for me. Isn't just like, Oh, I want to be able to pick up this much weight. No, my whole goal is efficiency. And the beautiful thing about efficiency in my mindset is you can never stop working on efficiency. You could always yeah. improve efficiency. Everything that I do is based off of that. And from a lot of the women that I meet, a lot of them are get to a place of comfort where they just are cool with where, where they're they, at. Where they at. They're cool. And there <laughs> and ain't nothing wrong with that. But that's just not who I am. I'm yeah, always yeah. moving to do something else. I'm picking up different. Pro- if somebody offers me an opportunity at work, people honestly just come across my desk and are just giving me stuff every other day because they're just like, yo, we know you just do stuff like this. Like even with my traveling, I'm always looking 
to become efficient at everything that I do, like what to do, what not to do, what to understand, like, or how to just like take a step back. And my fear with these women, or just with a lot of women, pretty much every woman I've met, is no woman has ever pushed me to the point where I actually fell in love with her because that is what I love so deeply about my own self. That's so like the crux of it because you want somebody that's going to elevate the best parts of you. Like everything is elevation to feed on somebody's best trait. Like if I see a girl that's striving to become this or striving to become that, I am all on board. Like her being more successful than me has nothing to do with it. Like if she is shit, go for it, do it beat the hell out of me because now i'm gonna chase you even further like yeah. like just right now something that me and some of my friends at work are doing we we ha like the nike run app and we all have each other down and we didn't even say it we just ended up doing it we would see each other run more miles than the next person so after work one of us would get off and run more miles than that person and after a while it just became a point like every two to three days we're just running because we know there's somebody else competing with us there's somebody else trying to grow further than us one of my friends went crazy and I had him by like seven miles. Like I was at 32, he was at uh, 24, 23. And he got off work and he ran seven miles. He stopped at six, but it was like one more mile and I'm going to be ahead of Walker for once. And I was at work, so he had a day off. And I, I had, like he tagged me in the Facebook and I loved that so much because it lit a fire under my ass because I, I did not want to run that day. I was tired. I wanted to get off work and go to sleep. I see yeah, yeah. that. And I had, I was, I was just jumping at work. I was like, I can't wait to get off because I'm going to do something dumb, especially watching the whole Jordan doc. I have this whole Kobe mama mentality too. I was like, oh, wait till I get off work, bro. So he ran seven miles to get one mile ahead of me. So at the end, he was at 32. I was at 31. I got off work that same day, bro. I ran eight miles to bury him by seven miles. And he just, uh, he hit me up. He was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I was just like, hey, bro, keep chasing because I ain't going to stop. Really, I had to take three days off because I'm, I'm pretty sure I sprained my foot doing all that because I've never in my life ran. Like a month ago, bro, I've never ran more than two miles at all. And now we're just doing this. And like just that feeling, this is what really fuels me. Like, even though, like, I had to take a few days off and, like, really recover my body right, you know, stress the muscles, like, really, I got to get some new running shoes. It was that, it was that method of madness of just trying to find a way to progress in some way and understanding you probably shouldn't go on an eight mile run if you've never really done a five mile run like but i love the fact that i found something to work on me and my friends just talk about it or just like yo how did you feel about this where do you run oh what oh we should go do this one day we should all like group up and just like go for a run one day. like just that healthy level of competition and growth like i love like i like that's my that's my shit yeah but to find a woman with that much ambition because yeah. a lot of them they're just like oh i'm ready to settle down i'm ready to do you talking yeah. to me about settling down and i'm always thinking about now the we, next we, step we, we going yeah like like like, like jay like you like you running posting your stuff motivate me to go run <laughs> like legit it motivated me to go run. i'm like jordan out here running six miles I'm, I'm about to get out there no i'm not gonna run six i'm not gonna run six miles <laughs> Hey, look, let me tell you something. I ain't running more than three. I ain't running more than three. I ain't running six. I'm going to keep it real. Keep on winding with you. I ain't running more than three. I hate running. Uh, Bro, I do too. That's the crazy but, thing about it. I, I, think, I think for uh, me, because I have a different workout goal, so my workout will be a little different. But you inspired me to go run. 
you know, you inspired me to get out there. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. So every hour, I do push-ups. Every hour. Yeah. I gotta run on my phone. I get down. No matter where I'm at. I was at a, I was at a, we were shooting a worship video last uh, yesterday. I was jump, came on, drop down, knock out my push-ups, keep it moving. You know, staying consistent. And like I was on the nightly today. Like she's the one who motivated me to be more healthy. Like I've been drinking. I drink. Uh, I try to get at least at least sixty some ounces of water in a day. Probably more than that, but she inspired me to eat healthy. I'm cooking a lot more, eating in. Uh, I'm not snacking, like not unhealthy snack. I, I, I'm not eating uh, cashews or nuts or or fruit or something like that if I'm if I want to snack. Uh, and I've lost weight, bro. I've lost weight, bro. I got abs now. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, like yo, I didn't even know. I didn't even know I could lose weight, but I've lost weight. I feel better, and she's always inspired me to to be better, healthy. You know, far diet wise. Even and I told her. I was, and I told her, I was like, yo, like, and she's like, yo, you got to help me and push me to work out, you know, because like, you work out. But I was like, you know what? You promised me that you, you, know, you keep me right with diet. And I promise I'll keep you right with working out. And it's like those, those, that accountability, that, 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 that pushing of each other, like, let's go, let's do this, you know. And Attractive it's, thing it's, bro, to I'm me. Telling you, those, I'm telling you, those right there what makes her sexy. Like, legit. That's Son, like, like <laughs> we, can, we can have sex right now. Like, that's on the spot. Feel. Like you can on the on spot. The right spot. Now. You speak. You speak that stuff to me. Like let's go. Let's go. I love. Like if she like just any idea that she has. Like I never in my life was like I want to try a vegetarian diet. That shit never crossed my mind. A girl had told me she like just like giving a little information, like a little backdrop on it, or just like you know knowing how to cut certain foods out of your diet, and somebody just saying like, "Hey, I'll walk through you with it." Like. Let's like let's give it a try. If you don't fuck with it, you don't. Fuck. I'll, I'll be like, all right. We're, just that is such a difference, and that's the type of stuff that fuels me. I don't like staying in the same place. Or like, if I get lazy, let me know. Cause all of us would just be like, man, I'm cool. Like that day I was at work. Like I, uh, I know I ran like two days ago. I could take another day off. My friend posted on Facebook. He was like, hey, I appreciate the push, bro, but I had to pass you today. I was like, oh, oh my God, it is on and popping. I was like, let me get off work today, bro. Let and then my other friend who was, I think, another 10 miles ahead of me, I still didn't stop running because I was like, there's still somebody ahead of me. Like, I'm really just headhunting at this point. Just to and I like had to slow down my run because running on a sprained ankle, I was like, Yeah, I gotta chill out. I'm not gonna be hitting these, you know, eight mile paced like miles with a sprained ankle i'm just doing this to keep my body loose the stuff like yeah. that is the most sexy thing fuck the makeup fuck the hair like still care about it a little bit because you know you don't want to be walking around looking like angelica little doll but like just being able to push a man further than what he is and this ain't for every dude so don't apply this to every guy because some dudes just want to be left the fuck alone that dude ain't me like challenge me find something or just like if i'll listen to a girl and if she's muslim and she's going through ramadan i'll encourage her like hey you killing this shit right now like Allah's gonna be grateful at the end like it's all gonna work out at the end it's a time of struggle but god doesn't put you through a situation that he feels you can't handle and it's the same thing with a christian fast like hey i know you said you wanted to cut out you know beef for you know a month so i'm not gonna eat beef for a month we beef will not touch this house for that whole period or if we gonna get rid of tv none of the tvs are being cut on i'm all for that and i think trying to find a woman that none of the women i could say other three women that i've chose to ignore none of them fire me up like that none of them it's not that that's a damning thing 
over time, I've just realized like I lose a lot of interest. Now I have to find the interest somewhere else. And I think that might be where I was looking forward on top of just being alone all the time. I wanted to find another layer of interest that maybe I just don't know about. But the biggest one, like it's hard to replace that big of an impact when it comes to me. You will have to you will have to do a thousand other things to replace that one thing, pretty much. And I think that is where the biggest crux of why I chose this isolation from them. Great stuff. Great, Great stuff. stuff. Great stuff for real. Good stuff, man. Sure. Wow. That was that was good. We did, we did a good one today, man. I felt that. When you know what you want, it makes life easier because you can say no to things that's not going to get you to where you want to go. Yeah, I don't compromise. So, I don't compromise at all. Like, very few times in my life do I compromise. And when it comes to this, like, maybe for the short term, it ain't going to be a mandated requisite. But after a point, like, I'll tell every girl, like, I'll just lose interest. Like, if you're not a go-getter and if you're not ambitious, I'll just lose interest after a while. And if you could find something that could fill that void, you gotta shoot because i don't know how you're gonna hit that target but it is good that i hit i I hit that like that that because that's something i've been trying to figure out for so long and i think that's why I'll, every time a girl comes around talking about oh i just want to settle down i want to think about this i was like why are you thinking about that now like there's so many other things that we have to accomplish that's gonna happen if the go-getter mentality is already like set i don't like talking about stuff and i'm not afraid of marriage like really as long as like you know we're on the same page that's cool but if you ain't a go-getter in the first place you can talk about marriage all you want when we get around to it it ain't gonna be real it's just gonna be a piece of paper that has my name your name and all of our assets on it that's all it's gonna be it's not gonna be real it gotta be fueled by something gotta have the right fuel and i'm t- i got i'm making this no, right now, if it don't got, if it don't have that go get a fuel in it, shit. We, hey, you, hey, that just gotta run on high octane gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> high octane, what is Somebody. that good? That, that, that expensive stuff. Man. You know what I'm saying? Hey, that was good stuff. That's good stuff. I think I'm gonna cut the pod for this one here. We can keep discussing. But we're going to cut it here. We appreciate everybody for tuning in. I'll try to trim this down a little bit more so it ain't going to be so long. But I hope y'all enjoyed this. Appreciate y'all for the love. Appreciate y'all for the listens. This is what it sound like when we rolling. Our eyes still open. All these people, all these drip that could fit the ocean. They say they can't, they say they can't. Tell me what they smoking. Making waves, making waves, making real commotion. This is what it sound like when we rollin' our eyes still open. All these people, all these.